0: Andrew McCart, IFL TV, proudly sponsored
2: by Everlast. We're out here in Poland, Shesov, I believe the little town's called, or the city's called. Yeah. Uh, well, you probably know better than me, Ben Shalom. Uh, just had the public workout there, but I tell you what, what a turnout for just a public workout. Saturday night is going to be something great.
1: You know, when you do shows in the UK, every time you have a Polish fighter involved, whether it was Sislak or Glowacki or Kaunaki, they come out, don't they? And, um, every time and th- and that's why we wanted to come to poland to be honest we we looked at the market a few times i've spoken to ko promotions about is there something that we could do we see definitely potential and um fame mma is a, is a big thing here it sells out arenas um but they don't have really boxing on on, on a big level and despite the interest being there they have just not got the that infrastructure and the fighters so it's like how can we put on a card that's gonna satisfy Polish TV audiences and sell it out, and also the UK, and I think that's been the challenge. But I feel like this will be the first of many. Like, it's gone so well, people are so overwhelmed. You've seen it, like, the, the, the fans here are so grateful to have a, a town uh, a fight in their city. We had the mayor there yesterday who's paid for a lot of it. And this is this is special for them. And um, it's just great to be a part of. And uh, I think we're going to have such a good night tomorrow because the atmosphere and the volatility for their home fighters is going to be something special. Well,
2: let's talk about it then. I, I put on my Instagram about there being big fight nights this weekend in Vegas and Cardiff. But I said, don't sleep on this Babbage versus Lukas Rosansky fight. I mean, these two, you'll be lucky if there'll be a jab thrown in this fight. So they're just going to go, they're just going go, to throw big arse winders, I believe, and that's what they do and that's what makes it fun. And I think that's what we're going to expect.
1: Yeah, look, it's not Spence Crawford, is it? And it's not, it's not going to be the most technical fight in the world. But for a casual fan or someone watching boxing for the first time or for the first big show in Poland that we're doing, it's a perfect fight. You've got two absolute warriors that have a knockout ratio that's very very good that only can fight one way let's be honest that come out swinging i can't see it going past six rounds never mind going the distance i think it's going to be a spectacle obviously the savage is going to be is going to be so pumped for this fight but it's also going to have to deal with a serious crowd and 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 they are so as I say, this is the first time they've had something like this happen to their town. This is their local hero fighting for a world title. It's going to be special and I think Babic is, is ready for it. We've seen him all week. He looks relaxed and uh, this is what he thrives on and yeah, there's going to be Croatians in there. There's going to be Poles in there. There's going to be Ukrainians in there and um, yeah, that main event is going to be, it's going to be an absolute war. And, yeah, I think it's a, it's a casual, friendly fight, and what what's there not to like? Two unbeaten guys with huge knockout ratios coming to knock each other out. It's gonna be it's gonna be windmilling, and it's I I don't know. It's gonna be special, and um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great top of the bill.
2: If one of them throws a jab, I'll give you a tenner. Um, you, you, you've been you've been speaking a lot in a lot of interviews that I've watched with IFL TV and other sort of platforms that you want promoters to come together and you want to see big fights being made. So I'm gonna I want to touch on obviously the, the whole Saudi talk with the Wilder Fury Joshua and Usig But Martin Bacoli is your heavyweight. You've signed Martin Bacoli He's on the cuffs now and he's up against Ehor, who's behind us, and he's got a head that's I'm not, I don't want to say, but it's a big it's a big noggin like. But he's a unit of a man. So. Martin Bacoli, he's on the cusp of that world title, um, but he's got a tough task ahead of him, and Iho Stryfnowski, I believe it, his name is uh, pronounced. So, yeah, talk to me about that fight.
1: Yeah, Szevodziewski, I think. Um, the Hulk. I think, I think first of all, it's Martin's first fight with us. He is one of the most avoided fighters in the division. I think everyone can see that. He's a talented boy. He's, he's still in his 20s, and, and when we looked at it, we just know that with a proper promoter and with a proper broadcaster behind him, he, he'll fight for world titles. And um, yes, it's been a year out of the ring since he went to Paris and fought Tony Oka. This is going to be a tough fight. This guy is the home fighter, really. We're half an hour, 45 minutes from the Ukraine border. And um, he's a Ukraine Olympian, which which means he's going to be, he knows how to fight. And uh, he's unbeaten and he's, he'll see this as his opportunity. But we want a massive performance from Martin McCauley. And as you said, there's a lot going on in the heavyweight division. I expect Usyk to be ordered against Dubois, which leaves a final eliminator or the interim title for, for Wilder and Bacoli. I think um, that's the fights we want to see him in. That's the fights we believe he can excel in and do extremely well in. And he's um, got to know him over the past few days. He's a, such a character. And, and uh, I've known Billy Nelson for a while and we talked about it for a long time. And yeah, and uh, but those two together, I want the best for them. And I really think Martin's very, very talented. Really talented.
2: Like I said, I spoke to you about this whole situation in Saudi. Now the Bojanusic look and Tyson's came out on his Instagram today and said there's going to be a big fight. Looking like it's summer, he's he's toyed with the idea. Well, he's he's letting the feelers go out there that he's got a big fight coming ahead. Joshua said that his next fight isn't until December. I've heard Wilder's team say that there there's talks going on with Saudi. Eddie Hearn today, where Coogan said there's talks. He's flying out to Saudi next week to have talk more talks about this super tournament if you want to call it. Um. You've been saying for a long time now you want every single promoter to work together so when you heard the news of that initially as a boxing fan not a promoter Ben, as a boxing fan when you heard that news what was your reaction?
1: Yeah, I think it's great. The only My only worry with all that is these special events or these big events. If they happen once or twice a year I just worry about activity. What we don't want to see is fighters just being like all right, I'm going to stick around for 12, 18 months and hope that that ridiculous payday comes off. I think yes, you have a great night, but mate, where's the where's the longevity? Where's the activity? That's my only concern because, as you say, you don't want fighters to say, right, I'm not boxing till December because the money's just so good. We're not going because the sport will stagnate. Mm. For the sport to do well, you need your best fighters and the biggest stars fighting regularly. It's, it's as simple as that. And so when I saw Tyson saying that. He was going to fight this uh, this summer and, and Alexander as well. That's good. I don't think we want fighters just waiting for these one-off, one-in-18-months things. I don't think it's necessarily good. It's great for that night, but fighters need to be active. And I think sometimes because of the money involved in boxing, that's what stagnates the sport. That's what makes fighters not want to wait. And that's what fa- makes fighters not want to lose. Look at Joe Joyce the other night. I was so glad to see that fight and I was fair play to Queensbury. I think people are saying why did Joe Joyce take that fight? I can't understand it and that's why the boxing, that's why I still want to see Joe Joyce fight Dillian White and Joe Joyce fight Anthony Joshua and be in those big fights. Like, I don't understand it and fair play to Queensbury, they didn't have to do that and we got to see an exciting fight, not on pay-per-view, two heavyweight guys and, and Zhang created a new star out of him. So. I just worry sometimes that when the money is so big in these one-off events and they're so random and they don't happen often, it leads to inactivity and it leads to fighters not wanting to take risks. And that's the only thing that worries me about it. And I think, as I say, Joe Joyce Zhang, fair play to Queensbury, as a boxing fan, that's exactly what I want to see at the top level. And that's all I hope. And yes, we want the big fights to happen, but we want fights to happen all the time.
2: Well, to, to your point, Eddie Hearn said today as well that he would, he wants to see Joshua fight in the summer so I think Eddie feels the same way in that sense um, Yeah, obviously the, the Saudi Arabia thing, as, as you mentioned there, but what an, what an event it would be if it does pull it off, I mean as a selfish boxing fan myself, I want to see who the top dog, I want to see one man at the top, I don't want to see three belts there, one belt there, two belts on that guy, two belts on that guy I want to see one guy with everything around his waist so we know who the numero uno is Styles make fights, so I mean that in that sense, it's it's going to be some spectac- spectacle, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I hope it happens. But we, how many times we talk about fights? Or we talk about fights all the time, and sometimes we don't see them. Sometimes we do. I'd love to see it, but again, we're talking about hypotheticals. We talked about Fury AJ for months and months. We talked about Fury Usyk for months and months. They didn't happen, so I'm hoping it happens, um, but let's see. Quick segue to this big fight, son. You put on a big fight at the beginning of the year
2: and Liam Smith and Chris Eubank Jr. I was lucky enough to cover that fight because of what a whole fight week that was. It was a
1: great fight week. The rematch, what's happening? Look, for us, that was activated months ago. And so I've always said we're doing the rematch. Um, We had to do the rematch. uh, And uh, yeah, it looks like, as as expected, we are doing the rematch. It's taken a bit longer than than we'd expect. We've got an imminent announcement. And for me, it's so strange because the same people that were saying that Liam Smith didn't have a chance in the first fight because of Eubank's size and because of XYZ and not seeing how Liam could win are the same guys that are now saying that Eubank's got no chance. For me, Liam Smith was always the favorite in that fight. I think he still is. But to, to, to write Eubank off is, is, is a dangerous thing. I think it's a fight fans do want to see. I think it's, a, it's almost like a fight that Eubank has to take, and that's what makes him dangerous. I think the first fight he's on a roll, he's one of the most popular fighters in the UK, he's fighting anyone, he's fighting for big money all the time. That will have been a shell shot to him, believe me. To be knocked out like that will have been a shell shot. And he will be sat there thinking, this is my last chance, I need to take this fight, and I need to prove that that wasn't me. And um, we knew it was going to be a hell of a fight the first time. It's a fun stream. If if Eubank's resistance and bear in mind, Eubank went from one of the most grueling uh, camps and, and weight cuts that we've ever seen with a, with a Conor Ben fight. Then had to go straight into another camp and cut weight again, and and does a lot of it independently. He he's bod- that probably had a lot to do with what how we how we went in that fourth round. Don't make mis- a mistake about that. And. Uh, yeah, I think if if Eubanks' resistance is back, we could have a fight of the year candidate. I'm, I'm I, obviously, the official announcement isn't isn't made yet um, in terms of where and when. But yeah, it will be, and it's imminent. And um, yeah, for me as a as a fan, I, I can't wait.
2: You mentioned Conor Conor Benn, and the reason why this probably hasn't been fought already between the two of them is probably because there was a the idea has been thrown about about Chris Eubank Jr. fighting Conor Ben out in Abu Dhabi. That brings me on to the news then of Conor Ben. I mean, you're probably sick and tired of talking about it, Ben, but the UCAD suspension, the suspended Conor um I think Conor Ben's given that £270 dossier for them to go. Then I don't think, I think UCAD have come out and said that's not sufficient enough. So the, I think it's a two-year suspension. Again, I'm just saying what I've heard. I, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but your thoughts on the whole thing again?
1: Look, it's in the right hands now, isn't it? Which it always should have been. And this has to be the lesson where everyone learns. Not that, I'm not talking about the fighters, the board, the UCAD, all the contracts, the fact that it needs to be, all tests need to count and it needs to just be dealt with in a proper way and now it's in the right hands I think we'll see a proper, it being dealt with like, like other cases have been dealt with um, and hopefully the board look at themselves, sort out the contracts of the promoters, sort out the contract as to how this happened and it's a bad It's bad for everyone, it's bad for the fighter, it's bad for the sport, it's bad for the, the, the constant gossip and this and that now that you are across it who are completely independent who monitor almost every sport who are worldwide Vard- uh, WADA is obviously the world body that that looks after every sport in almost every country they can now deal with it and, and the ball can go you know th- th- that's their expertise and they'll make their decision I, i'm relieved i don't want to talk about it anymore it's nothing to do with me and um I, uh, I just think it's in the right hands now, and and they'll. Uh, we don't know what happened. None of us really do, and they'll make their decision. And, and I'm just sort of relieved that the right people are now are now across it. I do want to touch on that the fact that it seems
2: the journalists are finding out before somebody like Eddie Hearn is finding out about these sort of suspensions and drug tests and stuff like. that, Just what do you make of that? Because Eddie Hearn alluded to the fact that he doesn't find out before the media. The media finds out before him, but the Hamakian situation. The media didn't know nothing about it, but it was held for, it was under wraps for 14 months. I mean, what do you make of all that? Obviously, Eddie Hearn being the last to know, as he's the Conor Benz promoter.
1: I don't know. That's the thing. I didn't, there was an outrage that I didn't know about Amir, but yes, with a promoter, I don't know if, if, if there's no fight that it's affecting, like for instance, W- Amir Khan wasn't going to another ring, so would I be notified? Is it a duty to notify? I don't think UCAD's duty is to notify the promoter, I think they notify the board, so I don't know, I think um, the most important people are UCAD, and once they know about it, they can deal with it in the proper way, and whether they tell people about it or not, they're dealing with it, and um, yeah, I think it doesn't, I think it was embarrassing for me that that I didn't know about what happened to Amir but at the same time it didn't affect the process and the process they went through clearly has worked and what they did um, has worked and, and, and we should respect that and they ju- this clearly it's clearly messy hopefully they learn from this everyone in the sport learns from it the last thing you want is boxing associated with drugs mm-hmm. It's the worst thing and uh, everyone just wants to not talk about drugs when talking about boxing and that's all the conversation has been for the past it probably i mean six to eight months and uh, hopefully it's the end to it and hopefully we learn from it and hopefully we're not here in six months discussing a similar thing
2: um two more for me then ben obviously i do want to talk about this t- the 27th of may yes. you've got a huge fight in a Coliseum. And- Billam Smith but then BT Sport have got a huge fight in Conlon and uh, Lopez for the uh, IBF, t- IBF title then you've got Wood Lara again in Manchester three show classes in the UK alone I mean is it a pick your poison how, how do we get how do we work around this I think
1: w- before I go into it I would just be say wow we've got three world titles happening in the UK mm-hmm. ours is between two British guys as well it's a great time to be a fighter a great time for the sport like how many opportunities are being given how much money is being spent never before as three broadcasters been going at it like this and and promoting the sport of boxing so I think one it's an amazing thing how much is going on at the moment do
2: do, do you feel pressure to produce the goods for Bill Smith and obviously the whole to promote it because like I said it's almost the battle of promoters as well as the fighters having a fight it's the promoters having a fight in this one
1: yeah but at the same time I've been on the phone to George Warren about this already which about main events not uh, being being separated and we're fine and I think George actually reached out to Matchroom to try and coordinate everything and fair play to him we are boxing fans as well at least I like to think so I think the whole the, the job of promoter now should be to promote the sport of boxing yeah. and if I don't the more if you're a promoter and all you're trying to do is is, is compete and put others down the sport won't get anywhere the sport can only get anywhere if, if promoters are working together and making the fights and making it otherwise you're not a fan of boxing in my opinion that's not a fan of boxing that if you're if you're tr- constantly trying to put other people out of business or do these things and I'm not pointing fingers I think we're in a different generation now this isn't Don King and, 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 and Bob Arum in the, in, the, in the 70s and 80s it should be 21st century now where Boxing is accepted. That it's here to stay. It's popular. It's on all three channels. Let's make it happen. You know, let's make let's let's work together. Sometimes it's unavoidable. We always we had to because it's a stadium show. This was a Saturday. Bournemouth are playing on the Sunday. We could never go on the Sunday. We sold over 11,000 tickets already, which is just. Unbelievable to think where we came from. From CBS, in, in, in the only last year we were only selling two thousand tickets. So it's an incredible journey. Of course, we don't want to clash. I don't want to clash. I'd like to watch other fights as well. But I think we, there is we can be sensible here, and I think that's the job now of a promoter is. is to try and promote the sport of boxing and try and make sure that things can happen and and as I say, fair play to George he's already been on the phone trying to work it out and I think that's the way it should be and if we can avoid it, we should avoid it and um, it would be nice and sometimes you get caught up in it to start moving away from the whole pointing fingers and this promoter's this, this promoter's that look, the zone have made Tank against Garcia, which is a fight everyone's delighted, and they fair play to them because I think they were instrumental in actually getting that over the line. And we get to see that. And Joyce Sang, as I say, who I thought was from from Queensbury, was like a refreshing thing to see rather than protecting a guy who's in the number one position. And that's all we can ask for. I think for me, yeah, that's uh, now we're getting we're starting to become established. We're doing a lot of shows now. We want to avoid clashes. We want to work with other promoters. And I think, yes, it's going to be unfortunate at times when there's clashes, but ultimately this is a lot better than having one broadcaster or one promoter struggling to put on shows, no opportunities for fighters. We've got four British guys fighting for world titles in the UK on that night. That should be celebrated. And um, I think it's a good problem to have, but yeah, it is a problem as well.
2: I would say Mick Collins, Irish, so...
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, I, you mentioned that George Warren reached out to Eddie Hearn. Do you not reach out to Eddie Hearn? you got Eddie Hun's number?
1: I speak to Frank Smith. I think uh, I think that's... Uh, look, I speak to Frank Smith. Um, what's that? And, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've never spoken to Eddie, but I speak to Frank Smith and he's sensible as well. I genuinely, I'm, I'm actually very hopeful. I think George is very sensible. I think Frank is... I actually believe yes there's always going to be certain friction and, and hopefully we can get beyond that but I'm very hopeful for British boxing I think it's in them three broadcasters spending this much money in the sport has never ever Especially been done in before UK. in the UK incredible it's, it's the home of boxing and you've got fighters from all over the world wanting to come and fight in the UK that's a good good place to be
2: definitely one final one then obviously Sky Sports uh, going up against the zone talk about show clashes you're going up against the zone this Saturday night in the Cordina-Rakamov fight but I said on my Instagram, don't sleep on this bad Rosanski Rozanski fight, it's an absolute going to be an a war and like I said I'll give you £10 if one of them flows a jab Ben um, yeah, so why should the, the fans tune in Saturday Night on Sky Sports for this fight?
1: Look I think one the atmosphere is going to be incredible in there and as you say the main event is, is big Martin Bicoli's in a in a war as well and that's going to end that's going to end early because you've seen both of them fight, for me Jamie TKV, for boxing fans when we're talking about Clark, when we're talking about um, Adelaide Fisher Wardley we want T K V in that mix we, he's come on so well and he wasn't he was almost a bit of a diamond in the rough but the, and a great amateur record but the way he's developing in the gym and and the sparring and and, and how he's performed so far watch him because he's, he's against a local man mountain in this in, in this fight as well and it's a heavyweight night. Um, which I'm looking forward to. Obviously, Sizlak, who we know well in the Cruiserweight Division, is is a local hero over here fighting for the European title. It's a great show. And, um, yeah, the main event in particular is going to be a war. And I'm looking forward to it because I think for us, as I say, we've got a Polish broadcaster that we have to satisfy and an English. And and so to combine a card and make sure everyone's entertained is is tough, but I think we've done it well. And I think, um, yeah, it's going to be a special occasion on Saturday night. And I, I can't wait.
2: I agree and I'm, thanks for having me out here Ben, I'm looking forward to this fight itself I do want to touch on a friend, a guy that I know he's a mate of mine actually, Boris Crichton you spoke about the heavyweights, no way to wait a long time Boris has fought three times in a month he fought off on 36 hours notice he fought in Glasgow last week and now he's fighting Steve Woodall in a tough fight you talk about throwback fighters I mean, Boris is is is, is epitome of that
1: he is and for us Caroline had a few personal issues she was meant to be on this card, she's not now we want to start trialing out 50 58 rounders where it's shorter and it's just two guys that maybe are at a crossroads in their career and they just want an explosive fight to then take them on. And Boris has had to go up to light heavy to fight Lynn and Arthur recently, fought last week. Steve Woodall's been sat on the shelf as well. And um, they both wanted, we, we had a slot, they both wanted to take it on a week's notice. It's a proper trade fight, it's going to be a war, it's eight rounds. And um, yeah, Boris Crichton and, and, and those sort of fighters, you, you've got to credit them. And when I look at our schedule, and, and we're obviously about to announce two massive fights next next week with Savannah and Liam and and it's uh, and and I look at Bill Smith and Nikoli and Bawazzi and you could look at the Olympians and the Whitakers but the fights that really are special are the Chelly Heffrons or the McKenna Thompsons um, Pigford Eggington where you've got guys that perhaps could do without the fight that are going to put it on the line and as a As as a company, when they're the ones you get excited about, they're the ones I'm looking forward to more than anything. And yeah, fair play to Crichton Woodall, that just jumping in on a week's notice and putting it all on the line for eight rounds. And as you say, Crichton's fought twice in the past month as well. And um, yeah, looking forward to it. That will open the show. I think at seven o'clock or eight o'clock UK time.
2: Excellent. Listen, I've had you for quite a wee while there, Ben. It's probably our longest interview we've ever done, and it's been out in Poland. So, listen, thank you as always, Ben, and thanks for having me out here because I'm looking forward to that main event. Like I said, I put it on my Instagram. But listen, I'm going to get something to eat now. So thanks, Ben. Thanks, mate.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.